0: Welcome to First Baptist Church in Belton. We are glad you found us. We seek to know Jesus intimately, serve Jesus passionately, and share Jesus globally together. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. It's great to know that all of you are there watching and listening and praying and with your Bibles open, ready to study the Scripture this morning. We're in a series entitled, The Glory of the Gospel, from the book of Galatians. The reason Galatians was written by the Apostle Paul was that uh, he, had, he was instrumental in leading so many people to Christ when he went to Galatia. We'll talk about that briefly in a, in a few moments. And he talked to them about coming to faith in Christ and Christ alone. And yet, Paul had learned that there were some men called Judaizers that is, Jews who supposedly had chosen to be Christ followers, but those Judaizers had come to the churches in Galatia and circulated among the believers there, saying to them, Christ alone is not enough. In order to continue in Christ, you must observe the Old Testament law, the sacrifices, the rituals, circumcision. In other words, in order to continue in Christ, you must become a Jew. And Paul was so dismayed that apparently these Judaizers were gathering a significant following and were leading many in the church in Galatia astray. So Paul, with great directness and great force, and yet with passion and love, is writing to the church in Galatia and saying, No, 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 don't go there. Remember how you were saved and that you continue in Christ in the same way, by grace through faith in Christ alone. Now, is that simply a, an historic thing that's of interest to us, but has no application to today? Oh, no. It has a lot of application to today because the same thing happens. There are those who say, well, yes, Christ, but Christ plus. Christ plus baptism or Christ plus church membership Or Christ plus the celebration of the Lord's Supper. Or or Christ plus good works. And Paul would say to us today, no, no, no. It is by grace through faith in Christ alone that you are saved. And it is by grace through faith in Christ alone that you continue in Christ. So we come to verses 12 through 20 today in the fourth chapter of Galatians. Encourage you to open your Bibles there, Galatians four, beginning with verse twelve, and these verses are very, very personal, as you will see in just a moment. We are let in on some intimate details in the relationship between Paul and the believers in Galatia. Paul is direct, but he has an obvious love for the believers. In Galatia. A sign of love is to rebuke or correct or point in the right direction those that you care about. For instance, parents, you understand that, a parent correcting a child that he or she loves, sometimes it would seem that it's just easier to overlook it, but we know that is not what is best for the child now and for the child's future well-being. So as parents, we correct lovingly, but firmly, for their own good. Now, I'm not so old that I can't remember being a kid. And sometimes my parents would say to me, we're doing this for your own good. And when I was a kid, I never saw it that way. I could not understand how this punishment could possibly be for my own good. And yet in the passing of time I became a parent. Now add to that a grandparent, and I certainly do understand that and agree with it wholeheartedly that when we correct a child that we love, we're doing it for his or her good, not only now, but for the days ahead. So think about that as we open our bibles to the fourth chapter and the 12th verse. And I'm going to read verses 12 through 20 and invite you to follow along in your own Bible. Verse 12, I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where, then, is your blessing for me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. How, have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always, not just when I am with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone, because I am perplexed about you. So I want us to reflect on these verses as we think today about the glory of the gospel, gospel ministry, and church. I want you to reflect in this uh, to weave through all of this our church mission statement, knowing Jesus intimately, serving Jesus passionately and sharing Jesus globally, particularly those last two, sharing Jesus passionately and sharing Je- serving Jesus passionately and sharing Jesus globally. Those are the things that we engage in to minister to the needs of people both here and around the world. And so I want us to think about that as we think about the glory of the gospel and gospel ministry. So there are four things that I want us to remember as we think about gospel ministry. And the first is this gospel ministry in our diverse culture. Gospel ministry in our diverse culture. You notice that Paul said, become like me, I became like you. What does he mean, I became like you? Well, let's reflect on that a moment. Paul, in his upbringing and living, was so different from the Galatians. Paul was a Jew by birth, a Pharisee by training and commitment. He believed and worshiped and followed the one true god and he became extremely zealous for god ultimately he became murderous and then in god's perfect timing paul had an encounter with the living jesus christ he was on the road to damascus and the experience of paul was that he was saved by grace through faith in christ Alone, And he became a missionary and an apostle to the Gentiles. The Galatians, on the other hand, were pagan. Through and through, thoroughly, 100% pagan. Lost in darkness, worshippers of gods that weren't God, that did not even exist. Fully Gentile, 100% Gentile and pagan through and through. Before he came to faith in Christ, Paul would have shunned the Galatians. He would not only wanted, not wanted to have anything to do with them, but he certainly would never have touched them, and he would never really have spoken to them about anything. But in Christ, he comes to the area of Galatia on a missionary journey and the contrast between the arriving paul and the residents of galatia could not be sharper in focus paul came to galatia though never really planning to stay never really planning to preach just as perhaps a way station a place to rest and as we know paul he would have taken opportunities to individually Share the gospel or perhaps before small groups, but it was never his intention to preach the gospel in Galatia. Wasn't on his plan. Didn't think that's what the Holy Spirit wanted him to do. But as we know from Scripture, God orchestrates circumstances uh, as we read and will review in this text. And Paul stayed in Galatia as a result of the circumstances, and he lived among the Galatians, he lived with the Galatians. He adapted to their lifestyle and their speech. That's what he means. I became like one of you. He found ways to identify without compromising at all his faith in Christ. And they loved him. The Galatians loved him. And they cared for him when he became ill. And and they heard him and they watched him. And they believed his words. And many began to follow Christ And, and each one of those being saved by grace through faith in Christ alone, because that's the gospel message proclaimed by Paul. Paul was fully immersed in another culture. He learned their background. He learned their ways. He lived among them and he loved them. And he spoke, he spoke the truth of the gospel to them and never, even for a moment, found it necessary or desirable to compromise in order to appeal to the Galatians. In verse twelve he said, Become like me. Wow. Is Paul is Paul bragging? No, no, he's certainly not. What he is saying is I have a transparent heart, and you have seen it, and you know it, and as I write to you, you know my transparent heart. Here I am. I'm open to I'm honest, I'm consistent, I'm loving, and I want you to know Jesus and to continue with Jesus the way that you began with Jesus by grace through faith in Christ alone. And while he lived with them, Paul's words were coupled with his deeds in a lifestyle that supported his words. We're flawed, and we need not try to hide it, but Paul was joyful transparent open loving consistent his relationships were genuine and paul shared his heart and said know my joy know my joy which is found in jesus so we are here in belton texas or central texas or or wherever it is you're watching this morning and there are some principles that in this text that speak to us about our living in our diverse culture and and our, our desire to share Christ in this diverse culture. Principles like joy, honesty, transparency, love, consistency, genuineness, led by the Holy Spirit. When we go to the mission field, as we do all over the world, When we do church planting, as we have recently done here in Bell County and and will do again, as we serve right here in our own community or in our our own county, this is who we are. Paul says to Galatia, you treated me like an angel. By contrast, the Judaizers were prideful, living under the law, saying do this or do that, earn it, be like us, self-centered, prideful, law-dependent. Paul says, no, 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 be free, be like me, love and serve, and don't depart from the way in which you came to know Jesus. Earlier in Galatians, he says, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then in the fourth chapter, he says, Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also and air. In our diverse culture, I can't become black, I can't become brown, I can't become anyone except who I am in Jesus. And that is the openness that will help us reach our diverse culture here and the diversity of cultures wherever God takes us around the world. And others will see that God is. Is leading us. Paul said, become like me. Not a braggadocious statement, but saying my heart is transparent. And I want you to know I am what you see. I am what you hear me say. I've been on a lot of mission trips around Texas, around the United States, and around the world. And I cherish the memory of every single one of them. Some have been pretty challenging but I've learned so much from every mission journey. I don't know how much of a blessing I've individually been, but I have been absolutely blessed by God's people all over this world. I still remember my first trip to Moldova. Moldova then was still a communist country. It, it would change before I returned the next year, but they were still a communist country. And all you had to do was walk down the street to see that with um, soldiers and police with their funny hats all all over the place. And they watched. They watched me and other Americans like a hawk, and you couldn't get away from them. They were all over the place. And every day, I would teach in the morning, and then in the afternoon, I would grade papers, um, do assignment work for the next day, and try to do some work that I would have been doing if I were back here. But along about 4, 4.30 in the afternoon, I would get up, and I would leave the apartment where They had placed me, and I would go down from the 15th floor to the first floor. When the elevator worked, I would take it. If it wasn't, then I'd walk all the way down. It was about 50-50. So I'd get to the bottom, and then I would walk about half a mile downhill all the way to a store, grocery store. Now, the bad part about that downhill all the way is when I came back with my groceries, it was uphill all the way. But as I walked downhill, I would pass shops and cafes and coffee shops. And often the Moldovan people were seated eating or drinking their coffee or drinking other things. And as I walked down, I was so aware that I was being watched by by the police. So I would just put my face straight ahead, not look to the left or right, and just walk. But as I walked, I, I heard for the first time one day someone say, "American." well i knew enough to know that means american and then someone else i could sense pointing at me and saying american american and so as i'm walking down the hill i'm thinking they how do they know that well i guess it's obvious but as i walk i'm thinking what what are they thinking about me other than the fact, than the fact that i'm an american and then i realize i'm here yes i'm an american but first and foremost i'm a christian and so as I'm walking down the hill and I've got this stony face and I'm looking straight ahead, what message am I giving about being a Christian as well as being an American? And so I determined that the next day it'd be different. So as I'm walking down the hill, instead of having my face straight ahead and a stony look on my face, I'm looking around. And I'm seeing people in their cafes and their shops. And so I intentionally look at them and I smile and I nod. Seventy-five percent of the time, I got no reaction. But as the days went by, I began to get a little smile and a nod and then a bigger smile and a nod. And why in the world am I even telling this ridiculous story? Because we need to remember wherever we are in any culture, diverse as it may be, we are there as Christ's representatives and we need to show it and act like it. And so, however that may apply to you tomorrow, take it to heart. So, gospel ministry in a diverse culture, gospel ministry in suffering. Paul was not planning to stay in Galatia and preach on this missionary journey in this location. But illness affected his eyes and likely more than that, perhaps his entire body. He talks about it. We have every indication through the Gospels and in Acts that Paul may have had real eye issues. Uh, His eyes may have been swollen on this particular occasion. They may have been pus-filled, runny, bloodshot, painful, maybe even temporary blindness or, or close to it. And instead of being repulsed by Paul, the Galatians loved him. They had already had him living among them. They had seen his heart and so they loved him and they served him as the one who told them about Jesus and he had shown his joy. He has shown it to them. He had shown them freedom and in return when he's ill, they bless the life of Paul. So here's the truth of life. Christians suffer. We do not receive an exemption. In Romans 8.28, however, we are greatly encouraged when Paul wrote, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And the context there was that of of persecution and suffering. And Romans 8.28 is true. and We've all seen it in our lives. But it doesn't necessarily lessen our momentary pain. Because Paul suffered and stayed, I wonder how many more Galatians became followers of Christ because Paul had to remain in Galatia. We hurt. We suffer. It's part of life. So what do we do? Well, we let God develop our character. We stay the course, the course of kindness, Love, grace, joy, and faith. And who could ever forget the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he talks about what he calls his thorn in the flesh, which may very well have been his eyes. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. I've got to preach a sermon there. I've done it before. But I've got to go back and hit that one up again, but not right now. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Our plans are often changed by suffering. It's often hard to understand. But watch God open doors, revealing his purpose and his plan. Paul said to the Galatians, You treated me as if I were an angel or Christ Jesus himself you would have even plucked your own eyes out of your head and given them to me so that my sickness might come to an end. Wow. What an amazing message. And so we see gospel ministry in, in our diverse culture, in suffering, and thirdly, in unpopularity. Now, in verses 15 and 16 of, of this chapter that we read, Paul says, where then is your blessing for me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Because I'm pleading with you in strong words, you now see me as the enemy, Paul said. Like a parent who loves his or her child, corrects the child so I'm correcting you because I love you and for your good I have to warn you I have to I, I want to be loved by you I want you to like me it was awesome when you loved me so much on my missionary journey I told you of the grace of God and you believed you were saved by grace through faith in Christ alone now now You are departing from that. You are departing from that faith, and my correction is not well received. So, to us, live it, love well, share what's needed—not necessarily what is wanted. You won't always be loved, but speak the truth and speak it always in love. One of the sad things about the church universal, is that there are a lot of people who've got the love part. They love well, but they, they won't speak the truth for fear of offense. But then on the other side, there are a lot who've got a grip on the truth, and they will say it loudly and very unlovingly, and as they do, their audience will not listen. We need to have that balance, speak the truth but speak it with love. Paul is saying, don't leave the way of Christ, faith in Him alone, in order to go to an alien, unfruitful, unfulfilling life filled with constant uncertainty about being right with God because being right with God is now based on works. Don't do it. So we see gospel ministry in our diverse culture Gospel ministry in suffering. Gospel ministry in unpopularity. And finally, gospel ministry in truth, not error. In truth, not error. Paul shares, the Judaizers are seeking the glory of man for themselves. They want you, Galatians, to be zealous for them, as Paul says in verse 17. They want you to make much of them, Paul says. On the other hand, is not trying to get fans, but to enlist followers of Christ. Therefore, he speaks the truth. It is the gospel which brings people to Christ and dependence on him and shapes us into Christ's likeness. So he spoke the truth without error, and so must we. So we see the gospel ministry in our diverse culture, in suffering, in unpopularity, and in truth, not error. And as we look at this passage, we see there was hope for the Galatians, and there is hope for us, too, in Christ. My dear friend, I don't know where you are today, but I ask you a question, do you know Jesus? If the answer to that question is no, or I'm not sure, then I plead with you today, and Trust the Holy Spirit to woo you and call you. Today, call out to Jesus. Jesus is Lord. And Jesus, I invite you into my life. Forgive my sins. It is my desire to follow you from this day forward. And If you'll do that, I hope you'll contact us. There's contact information on the screen right now. Please reach out and let us know so that we can respond and help you in the process of growing as a Christ follower. Church, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the way you're serving people in our community in these unusual times. Thank you so much for your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the encouraging words that you have given to our staff and to our elders. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your faithfulness and stewardship. We just simply are astounded at how God's people have been so faithful in the midst of these very, very challenging days. And so my prayer daily is that God will be with you, bless you, strengthen you, and encourage you. And as we have been doing since March 15th, I close today with our benediction from Jude 24 and 25. And before I pray it, there will be an update on uh, our current status in regard to meeting and also in regard to the hilltop that should be available around noon Sunday, around noon today if you're watching Sunday morning. So encourage you to look at that Sunday afternoon or, or Monday, and I think you'll find it to be very needful and informative. So we bow together to Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before His glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Are you in need of daily encouragement or want to learn more about First Baptist Belton? Visit our website at fbcbelton.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Follow and like today. Thanks for listening to today's message.